Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. Samsonite. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. Text, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Great to have you on the Stephen Corson Show, where we like to talk about money, life, and everything else. This show is all about revamping how you think about money and how to use it to live the life that you want. I'm excited you made this show part of your financial journey. So let's get to it. Hope you're having a great day and welcome to the Stephen Corson Show. I am really excited that you are here and I can't wait to talk about this topic. This is a hot topic right now. Everybody's wondering it and you know, one of our target demographics that we really try to make sure that we're reaching here is the younger audience, seniors in high school, college age for sure. And this isn't just for them. The topic today is about, is going to college worth it anymore? And the reason I say that is because a lot of people go back to college later on in life. Some people are looking to get MBAs uh, or more advanced degrees in their field. Other people are um, you know, going back to, maybe they just had a two-year, four-year, maybe they wanna make a job change and uh, just wanna go in a completely different direction. Um, have a cousin that was in construction management, did that world, decided that he wanted to go into dentistry. So what his dad did. And and uh, went back and you know did the years in college and now he's in the dental program going through it so super proud of him for uh, going through that it's tough it's tough but in the day and age that we live in with the way that um, things are going specifically with technology with the way that businesses are changing the global environment all this other stuff the reality is that it's more and more important if you want to make a really good living to kind of niche down to become an expertise uh, or to develop expertise in something um, to specialize that's really the trend of where the majority of high paying jobs are going and a lot of um, different um, fields that are coming up, new jobs. Uh, you know, it, the, there's no college degree for these things anyway. So, how do you learn about them? There's just a lot happening. So, this is a huge topic in general. I am not going in this episode, obviously, be able to cover all of it. So this is the part that I am going to do. I'm actually going to make this a debate, okay? And uh, unlike so many debates, I'm going to keep it civil. Why? Uh, because it's with myself. So I can't lose this debate one way or the other. And I like win-win situations for me. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to do three, uh, cover four different points, uh, for and against the case for college. I am not going to go into the ROI of college, like how much you have to spend because they are not all created equal. You can get a four-year degree on, you know, that can cost you anywhere from, you know, $20,000, $5,000 all the way up to $100,000. It just depends on where you're going to school, right? That is a completely different topic that we will save for another time. For this one, I'm going to go through just some of the general points of what is the benefit of having a college degree and what is that what did that used to get you and how is that changing maybe certain areas where it's not as beneficial anymore so we're going to focus on that so four different points we're not going to cover on this one like i said what i want to call the roi of college what is the return of investment on a college degree um that varies on degree that varies on, uh, varies on the school you went to it varies on how much the degree costs you to get? How long did it take you to get it? You could have a degree that costs you, you know, forty thousand dollars. Maybe it's not that bad, uh, but if you end up staying there for six years and graduating in six years with your four-year degree, like most people do, because they change majors midway, then they have to go back and they have to retake all of their, uh, you know, prerequisites again to get into the program that they do want to do. Well, if that's the case, then you've not only lost opportunity costs of working two years and earning a salary, but you've also accumulated an extra 
extra two years of debt. So it's actually a lot bigger gap than a lot of people think. So like I said, we're going to get into details about that. That's its own episode coming up here. So the challenge question is this for for today's episode. The economics of a four-year degree have changed. So is it worth the high price tag for the diploma? So point number one is four. So Stephen, the point I would like to make to you is that one of the biggest selling points of graduating from a university and becoming an alum makes you part of your network. And as you so eloquently like to say sometimes, your network is your net worth, right? Has a big part uh, to play with it. So going in on that, let's talk about Harvard. Harvard just made headlines across America due to shutting down with COVID-19. And they announced that they were doing the entire fall of 2020 and spring of 2021. Now, most colleges have only done said that they weren't going to do fall of 2020. So it was very aggressive, I guess you could say, for them to come out and say, hey, we're not going to do spring 21 semesters either on on site. We're going to do the majority of this all online due to COVID-19. So no on-site classes. What didn't change with that was the $50,000 tuition price tag. Huge uproar about that. Uh, students still have to pay the full full amount of the tuition. So why is that? Why, why, why is Harvard taking this kind of a stance when they could very easily go, they have the technological capabilities to do the majority of these classes online, why are they still charging it? It's simple because so many people will say, well, I just went to college and really it's just worth a piece of paper. Exactly. That piece of paper, that diploma allows you to say one very cool, important phrase that not a lot of people get to say uh, at dinner parties and birthdays and impressing your your you know girlfriend's parents and all this other stuff. What do you get to say? I went to Harvard. Now, I know there's some people at Yale sitting here going, oh, Harvard, whatever. Hey, guess what, Yale? Y'all haven't made the headlines yet. So that's why we're not talking about you (laughs) in regards to that. Yale is still a great school, but if they're doing the same thing, hey, same thing goes there. I went to Yale. Okay. It's the brand. That's what it's about. It's the, 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 the brand that is embolished on that diploma that you get to hang up in your corner office and people get to go in and go, hmm, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yale. Oh, Harvard. Oh, okay. Whatever. Say, I mean, your football teams still suck. Uh, go Gators. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So the point is, that's what it's about. That's why it's still worth you. Harvard is literally telling you what your college degree is worth. They are literally telling you what you're paying for. You're not paying for the classes. You're not paying for the quality of the professors. You're not paying for the nice facilities or any of that stuff. That's not what it's about. You are paying $50,000 a year for the brand and for the network. That's it. That is worth $200,000 over four years. That's, that is what Harvard is saying. They're saying that is the value pitch that we have. Take it or leave it. Okay, well, there you go. So that's what college has become. And I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of job offers out there. I know for me, being a graduate of the University of Florida, uh, my network actually had a lot to do. I had two job offers coming out of um, in January 2009, when I gra- uh, graduated in December 2008, right when the recession was starting to crash, we had the financial crash happening, it was a disaster. I still had two job offers and uh, ended up taking one of those, both of which where I graduated from had a heavy influence on that. So again, there is something to be said for that. So see if you can top that one. Point against. 
Well, Stephen, thank you so much for that. Um, you look like an idiot today, by the way, and I feel bad for you. Uh, yeah, so keeping it civil, like we said, my point against that is, listen, it's never been easier to grow your network before. Come on, dude. LinkedIn, have you ever heard of it? Like, get online sometime. That tool is so powerful if you use it right. If, if, if you need to look for a job, there's other tools that you can get on there, but if you really just want to build the relationship, get to know people, do whatever the case is, I have headhunters coming after me all the time. Everybody's out there looking for talent. Everybody's utilizing different kind of networks that have to do with geography or interest or whatever the case is. I can reach out. They can reach out. It's not like it used to be to where you know you had to know somebody to know somebody to get in. If you just put in the effort, you've got the tools in order to connect to people that are going to be able to potentially open doors for you. So while it does help to know somebody, how you get to know somebody is different than it was even 20 years ago. I'm not sitting here denying the fact that your network is your net worth. I absolutely stand by that. So thank you for coming at me with that. My point is, I don't think I need to spend $200,000 at Harvard just to get the Harvard connections. Now, is there something to it? Sure, I'll give you a little something on the alum side. But if I really focus in on a job that I really want, and I think I've got the qualifications for it, or let's say I, I you know, I developed a skill set in computer programming or networking that equally matched up with that job, I think I could develop enough relationships without having to spend $200,000. You know what, I could take, instead of that $50,000 a year at Harvard, I could take $5,000. And I bet you I could go out to a lot of potential employers, a lot of potential people, take them out to some really nice dinners, some really nice lunches. And I can make a hell of a network just out of that. And I would say $45,000 a year. And that's, that, that's just me. So if the argument is that it's all about the network, yeah, I don't really need it. Not, not for 50 grand a year. Sorry, not, not even for 50 grand in total. I think that I could do it for a lot cheaper and there's a lot better ways to get around that. So that's uh, it. What else you got for me? Okay, well, idiot face, um, point two for college uh, is that college prepares you for the real world. How about that? You know, you go from living with your parents or, you know, whoever you're staying with and, you know, you have a set schedule in high school and you just show up and you're just kind of fished around to wherever you got to go. You know, there's not the level of responsibility. When you go to college, you usually have to move out go places, get your own place. You have to find your syllabus. Your college professors don't care whether or not you show up to class. They just care about the fact that you signed in, you turn in your papers, and that way they can get credit for you being in there and they don't have to drop you. And that's about it. It's here's your syllabus and then figure it out. Um, these are all really valuable life skills. People need that as part of the maturation process and growing up. So the, 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 there's really something to that. You know, Learning to socialize, lead, being exposed to new ideas. These are all part of life. You know, college creates that learning opportunity. It's going to open you up to new ideas and different people. Um, you're going to be able to, to, you know, depending on where you went, you'll probably meet people from different cultures, you know, speak different languages, had different experiences, you know, even different states. I mean, shoot, every time I talk to somebody from Louisiana, I'm reminded of how big the United States it is because I can barely understand some of that, you know, deep Southern talking as it is. And I'm from, you know, well, people will argue whether or not uh, Florida is part of the South, but I would argue that certain aspects of it truly are. Um, but that's a whole different discussion for another time. So yeah, 
college prepares you for the real world. There's real world benefits to it. I mean, what if you choose to go and actually, you know, take that step into a leadership position for like one of the clubs, um, you know, do something thing. There's just so many different experiences that college is going to open you up to. And if you don't have that, it's really going to set you back. That's that that's really just what it comes down to. I just don't think that there's any way around it. Your turn. Good luck. Oh, oh God, where, where do I even start with this? Um, if I could reach through this microphone and slap myself, I just might do it. Okay, the, the college does not prepare you for the real world at all. College is a bubble. Are you kidding me? The real world, that's what you went with? Life skills? Oh, okay, you don't need four years of college to learn up and how to show up some on time somewhere. I, you get a job at 16 and guess what? If your ass isn't on time, they're gonna fire it. It's as simple as that. That'll teach you to show up on time really quickly. I know a lot of parents that teach their kids that they need to show up on time really quickly. You know, that is not something you have to wait to college to do. Now, is there a little bit more of independence? Yeah, I guess. But again, you're pretending like the real world isn't happening prior to college. It absolutely is. I'm pretty sure as a senior in high school, my parents weren't driving me to high school and dropping me off and handing me my lunch bag saying, have a nice day. No, I had my own car. They told me to go and show up. And uh, I mean, I was the one making the decision to go to class and sometimes not to go to class. <laughs> so that's really stupid. I honestly think that's one of the weakest things that you said. And as far as being exposed to new ideas, I mean, come on, you you have biased professors that are in there that have, you know, their own opinions, their own rights. I remember, you know, getting C's uh, in marriage and the family just because I had a deferring opinion on what it was. You know, there's so many people out there and I'm not saying that all colleges liberal, all colleges are conservative. I'm not talking about political degrees, but a lot of these professors are teaching from their viewpoint. It, it's not bias free. It's hard to find something that is nowadays. Um, so again, it, that's that's not doing it for the real world for you. And, and, and here's another thing. When you go to college, a lot of times in these busier classes, you don't even get the professors anyway. You get the teaching assistants. So what is that teaching you about the real world? It's okay to have a job uh, because if you're tenured, you don't have to to actually show up for and do it. I think tenure is one of the worst things that ever happened to anything. What in the real world can you have a guarantee of not getting fired, basically? It, like that doesn't, does that exist anywhere outside of academia? I mean, that is not the real world. These guys go in there. They have no incentive to continue teaching. I had some teachers that were great. I did in college, but I also had some ones that like, I never even saw them. I never, I never even knew who they really were because they were never around to teach their own class. I had to buy their books. I had to buy all these other things for them and, and blah, 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 and take their class that they are listed on doing but 90% of the time is a teaching assistant. So tell me in the real world where that happens. And, and here's an idea. How about the, if you want to talk about the real world, imagine taking $50,000 out and then putting that towards a business instead of tuition. You'll learn more about the industry and being in your field in a year than you would four years buried in books. And then you'll get all your freaking time management skills and showing up and all that other hypothetical stuff that you gave. So yeah, please try to do better on your next point. Oh, I just can't with you sometimes. I can't with you sometimes. Okay. I, I, whatever. Moving on. Point three for college. 
People who have four-year degrees earn more money over time. Ha, screw you. You're not going to win this one. It's science, okay? I've got data, all right? Here it is. This is a fact. Having a college degree, you earn more, end of debate. I, I really, I, I, I'll just stop there. Actually, no, I'll give you one more thing. I'll give you one more thing, and then you can go. This is researched way back in time, okay? While it does depend on what type of degree you get, the average high school degree earns $40,500, the average associate's degree, two years, gets you $50,100 on average. And a bachelor's degree is four years, gets you $65,400 according to the College Board of Research. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Try beating that one. <laughs> oh, oh boy, can I beat that one? Yeah, guess what? You gave it away. My argument is that you're right. That's all historically accurate. Keyword, history. Ickly. But anyway, you get it. That is how it was in the past. You're absolutely right. The whole reason we're having this debate is because wake up and smell the future, okay? What was going on in the past, it was completely different. College was different and the world was different. Now we're living in a world to where more and more people have college degrees, so therefore you're not as special if you do have one, okay? Then on top of it, you know, <laughs> it's, it, it's the fact that Americans have $1.64 trillion in student loan debt. That's $587 billion more than all the U.S. credit card debt combined. It is an anchor that is holding the, the millennial generation, and if they're not careful, the Gen Z generation down. The interest rates have been astronomical. And oh, by the way, you can't default on them. So if something bad happens and you have to claim bankruptcy, you can't claim bankruptcy on that stuff. So it's a huge risk to go in and take on some of this debt for people. Now, if you can get into college cheap and, you know, again, that's the ROI conversation. That's a little bit different, but you have to consider this risk alongside the fact that you're going to be making more money because if you graduate with 50 to $200,000 in loans and it takes you that long to pay off and you're fighting interest rate and essentially paying another mortgage in some situations, it doesn't really matter if you're making, you know, $10,000 more than the average one. There's going to be a break even there, but that's not even the key point of what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is simply this. Most companies aren't, aren't, they don't care about that anymore. So, and actually I'm not going to go ahead and give that away because that's going to be my next point for the next thing. So I won't do that, but I will say with this, with more money comes more debt and more risk. And a lot of people are not ready to be able to manage that properly. And it ends up getting them in trouble. And we're seeing it across the board. We're seeing it with COVID with the lack of savings that people have. We've seen it in all the past two reception, uh, I'm sorry, recessions and how that's been difficult for people. So yes, more debt, more risk, that comes with the higher salary, which by the way, they're predicting in the future is going to become less and less relevant to making more money. Try that one on for size. It's you're, you're, I gave you hard science and you're giving me hypothetical. Okay, whatever. That's a debate, right? Uh, you know, I think uh, Ms. Harris just came out and said that a debate doesn't matter or something like that. So it, it doesn't really matter. We're all going to get along after this, right? Not so sure about that. Okay, wait, whatever. Screw you. I'm going here. It's my turn. Shut up. Point four. Four. Point four. Four college. Sorry, that's confusing. This is number four point 
for college, whatever, you get it. Having any four-year degree opens doors. The end, again, this goes right back into point number three with earning more money over time. You can't apply for jobs. And actually, I'm going to come right at you, Mr. Against, okay? You couldn't have got your job uh, that you got out of college if you hadn't had a four-year degree. They wouldn't have even interviewed you. So therefore, you can look at all the money you've made over the past 10 years and none of that would have mattered because you never would have got this job, okay? It opens more doors and you can make more money over it. Again, I don't even know why I need to push on this point. I win this one. I It just seems basic. I mean, even look at companies like Verizon. They've even required college degrees to process an application for salespeople or store clerks, and that's Verizon. So it's like a college degree doesn't even have anything to do with those positions. But if you want to work for a good company and you want to have potential upward mobility, right? You got to start somewhere. And they're saying that, hey, we want to see people with a college degree if you you are even going to be a store clerk, even though we know it has nothing to do with it. So it's the cost of entry. It is the key that is going to open up so many more doors for you than not having one will ever have. There you go. That's my last point. Good luck. Oh, oh, mm, just want to choke you sometimes. It's like you make my points for me. Um, oh gosh, you're so frustrating and hard to live with. I don't know how I can look at you in the mirror every day. Okay. Point four against, all right. Companies are doing away with the four year degree requirement. All right. Going back to the point that you just made, Mr. Point number four, four, you can't even figure out your own sentences there. I think your audience is intelligent enough to tell the difference between the number four and the fact that you have been for college this entire time. The point is that companies like Verizon, like Google, I mean, I don't know if Verizon's done it yet, but I do know that Google, Hilton, and 21 other large corporations just this year in 2020 are leading the charge and dropping the four-year degree requirement anymore. Because what the heck does a four-year degree have to do with being a store clerk? What the heck does a four-year degree, that there's no degree for selling cell phone plans. You don't need that. You need communication skills. You need empathy. You need sales training. None of that comes into play in a college degree or a university environment. So, yeah, it may have in the past in history been what it takes to get that for, uh, the the doors open. But away now, those doors are opening anyway. They're they're unlocking it. They're, they're saying, hey, just come on in. We don't care about that anymore. We realize the fact that we just need good people. That college doesn't graduating from college doesn't mean that you're going to put in effort. It doesn't mean you're going to be a good culture fit. Companies are starting to figure out that checking the box on a four-year degree doesn't really mean much anymore. Now, granted, look, there are certain things that are going to need degrees. And even I will say that if you're going into like an accounting or medical school, trust me, I want my doctor to have some freaking degrees, right? But across the board, you know, some of these social studies stuff, I work with a lot of people in nonprofits, they don't need a four year degree to learn how to care. They don't need a four year degree to even learn how to run the business aspects of this. Most of that can be learned in a year to two max. And if not that they could honestly just take a couple courses, get a mentorship and do all this way cheaper. There are so many alternatives to college nowadays, they don't need it. And the point is, if big tech is leading the way on this, which they are, 
other companies are going to be forced to do it as well because that's what they're going to have to do to be competitive in order to get talent. That's why you're seeing in a lot of these large organizations, you're seeing fringe benefits like you've never seen before. Like, you know, you can go out and get your health and fitness gym membership taken care of every month and all these other weird kooky things and, and Starbucks cards or whatever the case is. You know, they're, they're constantly finding new ways to make working at these companies better. Why? So they can acquire talent. Well, if they have learned that if they continue to put that for your requirement, they're bottlenecking themselves when there's really good people that don't need it to do these jobs and they could actually just bring you in and train you themselves. And then you have more time to work for them. You're probably more loyal to the company anyway. So again, alternative education, alternative training, all of this stuff is becoming more and more popular. COVID and plenty of other factors have transformed digital learning and it is becoming a a larger and larger industry every single year. Colleges are going to have to pivot in the next 20 years. We're going to see a lot of colleges crash. Um, They're not going to be able to maintain it as much online. They're going to have to pivot more to online learning. That is what's going to happen to your precious little four-year degree programs. Again, I'm not saying college is completely going away. I don't want college to completely go away. What I want is for people to in, in, in what is happening, it's not just what I want, it is what I want, but it's also what I'm seeing across the board. You can look it up. Companies that pay very well, that take very good care of their people are now removing the college requirement because they know that it really doesn't matter. You don't need to have a college degree to sell cell phones. You don't need to have it to run an office. You don't need to have it to eat computer code, to learn AI, to learn data analysis. There's a lot of things you don't need it for. So there, point four against. Do you have anything to say in closing? Yes. Uh, don't, don't let me find you after this. Okay. You frustrate me. I wish I could go again because there's points I would even love to make that, but whatever, we're out of time. Uh, I would just like to thank everybody for joining on this very bipolar discussion, uh, that we just had with myself. And, uh, I hope that you enjoyed the template. If you did let us know, give us some feedback. Oh my gosh. I'm referring to me as us. That's how bad this is. I really sold into this. So if you enjoyed this kind of format for the pro and on for and against happy to do this on some other topics i think it's a lot of fun uh do you have anything to say uh yeah no i couldn't agree more uh, with you, which pains me to say sometimes. Uh, But yeah, this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed uh, kind of going up against you at the end of the day. Happy that I won this argument. And uh, yeah, those are the best kind. So thanks everybody for joining in with us, aka just me twice, and uh, look forward to uh, putting some more uh, time in with you later. I hope you enjoyed this episode and had a good time. If you'd like to support this podcast and our broader efforts with everything money to bring quality financial entertainment and education to the masses, then please just take five seconds to go give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or vote for us on Spotify. You can also check out our Patreon page for more behind the scenes and go to www.everything.money for more problem-solving and life-changing information. Most of all, thanks for listening.